This program is presented by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Hello, I'm Sarah Gregory, and today I'm talking with Dr. Mayton Elbaz, an infectious disease fellow at the Tel Aviv Sawarski Medical Center in Israel. We'll be discussing a review of foodborne tick-borne encephalitis in Europe. Welcome, Dr. Elbaz. Hi, Sarah. I'm very excited to speak here. Thank you for inviting me. Well, we're very happy to have you. So what is tick-borne encephalitis? Tick-borne encephalitis is a viral infectious disease uh, involving the central nervous system. The tick-borne encephalitis virus is actually one of the most important human tick-borne viral pathogens in Europe and uh, in Asia. The disease that it causes is usually biphasic, with the first stage being the viremic phase. Uh, usually lasts for about five days of uh, flu-like symptoms with fever, fatigue, headache, and muscle pain. And uh, after a few days, some patients will develop the second stage, which, which is the neuroinvasive stage. And here, the clinical spectrum of the disease uh, of this stage uh, can range from mild meningitis, which is inflammation of the layers covering the brain, to severe encephalitis, which is inflammation of the brain itself that can cause uh, altered mental status, uh, focal neurological signs, sometimes seizure, with or without uh, myelitis, which is the inflammation of the spine that can cause the uh, limb paralysis. So pretty severe illness. Can be severe, yes. Where's it mostly found? As I mentioned earlier, TBE is endemic across Europe and Asia. It's mostly found in Central Europe, the Baltic region, uh, Russia, and part of uh, Eastern Asia, creating uh, the so-called uh, TBE belt, which is the area from French in the west to the most eastern part of uh, Russia. Uh, however, uh, due to mixed uh, socioeconomical, ecological, climate factors, as well as uh, more susceptible hosts like uh, immunocompromised patients, and our improved diagnostic capability and medical awareness, the epidemiology of TB is changing. And moreover, because the high volume of tourists traveling to endemic areas, imported or travel-related TB is becoming a growing global concern with more patients diagnosed outside the commonly affected areas. And does it have subtypes and where are they found? Yes, there are three main subtypes, the European, the Siberian, and the Far Eastern. Um, the vector of the European subtype is seen in most of Europe, and the vector of the other two subtypes, the Siberian and the Far Eastern, is found in the belt extending from Eastern Europe to China and Japan. Your article is about tick-borne encephalitis becoming foodborne. It's taking that route. What foods carry it? Usually, the transmission is from the saliva of uh, an infected tick through tick bites, but it can occasionally be transmitted after the intake of uh, unpasteurized milk and uh, milk products from infected uh, animals like goats, cows, sheep. How is this possible? How does this happen? I don't quite understand this. Uh, well, the animals are infected like us through the tick bite and become uh, viremic, but usually they don't experience any symptoms. But during the viremic phase of the infection, the virus is secreted in the milk of these animals. In some studies, uh, the TB virus was detected repeatedly in the milk of infected goats for about 5 to 25 days after the animal was infected by the tick. And drinking this raw milk or eating its product can cause human infection, which, as I said before, can range from asymptomatic infection to flu-like illness 
or the, the more severe and neurologic disease. I see. So it's so drinking the milk, the raw milk, not from eating the meat. That's right. From drinking the raw milk with uh, milk that wasn't pasteurized. Is there a seasonality for this? Yes. Most cases of TB in Europe are recorded from late spring until the first month of autumn with a peak from May to July. And I guess it coincides with tick season. Yes, exactly. As I mentioned before, because both TB from the tick bite and foodborne TB are still associated with tick bite, the first by bite of a human and the latter by bite of um, milk-producing cattle, um, it has the same seasonality. In Europe, the tick activity starts in the spring when the temperature approaches 6 degrees and usually persists until November when the temperature uh, falls. What's the incubation period from, say, drinking the milk to getting sick? The incubation period is actually the time between the infection of a patient by a pathogen to the time the patient starts experiencing symptoms. In the classic TBE, it usually lasts for about eight days, but ranges from four to 28 days after the tick bite. In the foodborne TBE, it seems that the incubation period is shorter, something like three days, three and a half days. And how common is resulting neuroinvasive disease from this? The European subtype of uh, TB is associated to be to cause milder disease than the other two subtypes, with only 20 to 30 percent of patients uh, experiencing uh, the neuroinvasive disease after the first phase of their illness. Is there a vaccination for this? Yes, there is. There is a vaccination against TB virus. The market provides different TB vaccines containing inactivated strains of the virus, which protect, again, the European, the Siberian, and the Far Eastern subtype. According to the standard schedule, the vaccines are administered intramuscularly in three doses. It is a very effective vaccine, and it's recommended for people living in endemic areas. In some countries, it is even a part of the routine childhood vaccination program. And for travelers to endemic areas, especially for those who travel for a longer period of time, or those who plan hiking, camping, or other outdoor activities in, in forested risk areas. So this is a vaccine for people, not for animals. That's right. Only for people. What's it called? There are many types. Uh, there's Sikovac, many types of vaccines in the market. Have there been outbreaks of people getting infected from these foodborne sources? Tell us about some of those. Yes, there have been many and mostly small outbreaks, most of them reported from Europe. Slovakia and Czech Republic reported the highest number of foodborne outbreaks, but there are also outbreaks in other parts, in Poland, Hungary, Estonia, in Germany, recently from France and other countries in Europe, with only few reports of the foodborne TB from Russia. What were you looking for in your review? In spite of being an important mode of transmission and easily preventable one, Foodborne TB has not been described systematically to date. Our aim was to review the published literature of foodborne TB cases in the last four decades and to describe unique clinical features of this route of transmission. And we also wanted to try and estimate the attack rate for this mode of transmission, meaning how many patients who were exposed to the infected product will eventually develop symptoms. What date range did you look at in your review? Foodborne cases of TB goes way back, with the largest known outbreak occurring in 1954 in what was then Czechoslovakia, when more than 600 people developed TB via contaminated cows and goat's milk. 
we decided to focus on a shorter time period of the last four decades from 1980 to 2021. Ultimately, we included 19 studies uh, meeting our eligibility criteria and described 410 patients with foodborne TB. Was there a patient age range? Well, actually, it can occur at any age. We found a very wide range of age, age distribution from one year to 25. How did you go about doing your review? We conducted a systematic review and meta-analysis using the PRISMA guidelines. We searched articles of foodborne TBE published in the last four decades through PubMed and EM-based databases and screened all publications and selected those that met our criteria, including human data only, English language original articles that all talked about confirmed or probable cases of foodborne tick-borne encephalitis. We defined confirmed case as a person with or without symptoms of infection that had positive laboratory tests supporting TB infection with a possible link to consumption of raw milk and then not recalling tick bite. And the probable cause was defined as person with symptoms compatible with TBE that was not tested for the virus but was exposed to raw milk or cheese as long as there was a cluster of other two cases at least of exposed patients with virological confirmation and tick-borne encephalitis. We reviewed all these articles, extracted data, and um, like a number of exposed cases, number of confirmed cases, the laboratory data, the source of infection, uh, the seasonality, the incubation period, vaccination status. After all of that, what did you discover? As I said before, we found 410 cases of foodborne TBE most of them from a region in Central and Eastern Europe, stretching from Croatia in the south to Poland and Germany in the north, uh, with anecdotal reports uh, of five cases in Russia, creating what we called the foodborne TB triangle. Uh, most cases were reported during the warmer months from April to August. We chose the same seasonality as the tick-borne cases. Uh, we found short incubation period, as I mentioned before, with 90% of cases occurring less than two weeks from the exposure to uh, infected products. Even though the transmission mode is different and the incubation period is shorter, the clinical manifestations were similar in patients with the foodborne disease. We also found higher rates of central nervous system disease with almost 40 patients having a neurological involvement. It is actually challenging to estimate the actual rate of neuroinvasive disease in TBE since many patients with mild symptoms and no central nervous system involvement are less likely to seek medical care. And even for patients who do, many will be diagnosed with nonspecific viral syndrome. The foodborne outbreaks can actually help determine the actual rate of CNS disease since the epidemiological investigation of patients exposed to common source can actively locate asymptomatic patients and patients with only milder symptoms. Also, uh, in our review, none of the infected patients were vaccinated, except one patient who had their last vaccination booster more than 15 years prior to infection and was overdue. So it seems that the vaccination is effective in the prevention of this mode of transmission and uh, not only the tick-borne disease. Brucellosis is another disease transmitted by unpasteurized milk. Talk to us a little bit about the number of TBE and brucellosis cases that don't align. That's right. Brucellosis is zoonosis. It's caused by ingestion of unpasteurized milk, among others. But to our surprise, its geographical distribution is not concordant with the distribution of foodborne TBE. 
does not reflect in the local habits of uh, raw dairy uh, consumption. We thought about uh, two explanations, uh, possible explanations. Uh, one of them is that brucellosis is not transmitted only by raw dairy consumption, but also uh, undercooked meat, contact with body fluids from farm animals. And uh, moreover, brucellosis is a preventable disease by uh, national eradication programs and vaccination of the cattle in areas with a uh, high prevalence rate. For example, uh, the Czech Republic, as I mentioned before, is one of the leading countries of foodborne TBE, yet there are no cases of brucellosis most probably due to the eradication program of putalosis from uh, livestock successfully completed in the 60s in uh, the Czech Republic. Apparently, there was a recent outbreak in France, an area where TBE virus is not usually found. You mentioned earlier that it is spreading. What happened with that outbreak? That's right. One of the more recent reported outbreaks occurring the spring of 2020 in AIM in uh, eastern France, where the virus had never been detected before. All patients but one had consumed traditional unpasteurized raw goat cheese from a local producer. And within a month, the epidemiological investigation found 43 patients with encephalitis, meningoencephalitis, or flu-like symptoms. And they confirmed the elementary transmission by demonstrating the presence of the virus itself in a batch of cheese from this, this local producer. And this is not a country that's normally vaccinated against it, correct? That's correct. So will they start vaccinating, do you think? I don't know about vaccination. Vaccination is not recommended for France, for tourists that go there. It doesn't seem necessary at this moment. But uh, there are other ways to avoid tick bites, tick-borne disease, and these are recommended to all travelers going to forested areas. How common is foodborne transmission of TBE actually, and is it really a big health concern? We described 410 cases, but this is actually probably just the tip of the iceberg. Although TBE is a reportable disease in many European countries, many cases are not reported by clinicians and or misdiagnosed. As I said before, most infected individuals experience clinical disease suffer only from mild, non-specific symptoms, leading to underestimation of the real numbers of uh, TB cases, and among them, the foodborne cases. Moreover, approximately up to 50% of patients diagnosed with tick-borne encephalitis do not recall tick bite, but likely not all of them are asked about consumption of raw dairy, leading to an underestimation uh, of this route of transmission. And even in cases where epidemiological investigations were conducted, many exposed individuals might remain unidentified and untested for the above-mentioned reasons, making the true incidence probably higher than what we think. What's the best way for people not to get sick from this? We talked about vaccination, obviously, but what else can people do? Well, one of the best and simple measures to avoid tick-borne encephalitis infection and other tick-borne diseases is uh, reducing exposure to tick. This can be done by simple measures like wearing a light color, long sleeved shirt, pants, socks and shoes when walking in woods and camping, staying on trails and pets to avoid hiking through tall uh, grass or leaf litters where the tick wait and lurks for passing by mammals to, to take their uh, next blood meal to cover your exposed skin with an insect repellent, which protects you for several hours. And for people who work in or frequently visit tick-infested areas, 
they might want to purchase clothing that uh, has been treated with permethrin and non-toxic chemical that kills the ticks. And of course, avoid drinking and eating raw, unpasteurized milk and uh, milk products. All of this can reduce the chance to get sick. What's your biggest public health fear for the future? I think uh, the last three, three and a half years of the pandemic with more than six million cases of death and long durations of isolation and quarantine probably surpassed my, my biggest fear for, for the next future. Tell us about your job and what you find most interesting about it. I'm an ID fellow in the Tel Aviv Tarasky Medical Center in central Israel. I'm part of the infectious disease team for the last six months. And I have the privilege to work and learn from the most brilliant and very talented group of people. I think what I love the most about my job is that it never gets boring and you never stop to learn. We see patients from all disciplines, medical, surgical, intensive care, immune-compromised patients, travelers, and every patient is a puzzle. And hopefully most of them we can help to diagnose and treat. So I think... Helping people is what makes our job most beautiful and meaningful. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day to talk to me today, Dr. Elbaz. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. And thanks for joining me out there. You can read the October 2022 article, Systematic Review and Meta-Analysis of Foodborne, Tickborne Encephalitis, Europe, 1980 through 2021, online at cdc.gov EID. I'm Sarah Gregory for Emerging Infectious Diseases. For the most accurate health information, visit cdc.gov or call 1-800-CDC-INFO.